Welcome into the Stack Shack podcast. My name is Nathaniel. We have a great episode today. Jumping back a little bit to our childhood, going to get very nostalgic here, I think. Uh, we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the <laughs> sequel. Knuckles is finally showing up along with Tails and maybe some other characters that we'll get into. Uh, but Gabe, I just want to hear maybe... Tell me what your background with Sonic is, if it is nostalgic for you, and then what did you think of this movie? Um, growing up on our like the the local news channel, we had a <laughs> four kids TV, and Sonic would play on uh -huh. that. I, I want to say every Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I would catch you know maybe an episode every month. <laughs> okay. Was not big into Sonic at all. Um, mm -hmm. The most I remember from Sonic is less the TV show and more. Um, rented a like sonic riders video game like mm -hmm. the xbox like mario kart sonic <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. i thought it was the greatest thing ever and then we had to return yeah. it and i never played it again <laughs> that is yeah. my experience with sonic well you played shadow too oh i forgot you? about shadow the hedgehog yes i remember that xbox. was scandalous because it was Ooh, a team it was, wait, was it a team i think it was, or e was it e10 and up e10 and up e10 but yeah. he says damn in it so yeah i was all whoa <laughs> yeah, six-year-old. Oh, no. He's like, whoa. And then it was also adult. Who, uh, the the soundtrack. I remember the soundtrack was a banger. That's yeah. That was mm -hmm. whoever did that. Was it Crush Forty? I know they do like all the Sonic songs, but I don't know if they did just Shadow of the Hedgehog. Yeah, I don't remember either. But okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm hearing. What'd from you think my of the movie? Resident uh, Shadow the Hedgehog expert that uh, it was Crush Forty who did the soundtrack. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, Phone a friend is coming yeah, in. Class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll drop a line next time. Um, <laughs> I thought it was okay. okay without having too much nostalgia. Um, mm -hmm. It was just it's like okay, this is it's a kids movie. I I remember yeah. thinking the uh, the wedding scene was hilarious. Like afterwards. I was laughing at that. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? What were your thoughts? So for me, I'm definitely nostalgic for Sonic. Um, <laughs> the same show, Sonic X, which was mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. Japanese anime Sonic that then got dubbed over to English or whatever. Um, it aired every every Saturday on four kids tv or whatever it was <laughs> on the cw uh -huh, and uh -huh. that was my saturday morning tradition growing up as a little kid um we watched i watched sonic i didn't really watch any of the other like dragon ball z was too adult for me like i'm little here <laughs> yeah. um so like dragon ball z was like um you're probably not old enough to see that which was also airing on the four kids tv else was there it was like sonic dragon ball z and then Pokemon oh, po yeah. or Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, there's another one. Oh, no. Like, the G no, that was a different channel. I I'm mixing him up. Never mind. Yeah. Remembering <laughs> our childhood TV shows. But Sonic X was the show me and my brother would watch every single Saturday morning. Um, when there wasn't football on. And then if there was football on, we taped it and watched them later. Uh, but just loved the show growing up and so i've been very excited about the sonic movies um because they're following you know kind of the games in the show pretty well mm. uh 
not necessarily like frame for frame well, but like the storylines, the themes are are very similar, I would say. Okay. Um, and some of the cool moments are are definitely there. And so I I loved the second movie. Um, I just had an absolute blast watching it. Uh, it there it definitely is a kids show. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's made for the kids. You know, there's up-to-date references with like sonic doing a Fortnite dances and you know like little things like that right um that you can tell it, it is geared for kids but what i think is was really nice about it is for someone who is no longer a child uh, but who grew up on it i think um it was a well-made movie and it was it was made in such a way that i could still get behind it Okay. Um, like I could, I wasn't just bored or like, wow, we're getting real immature. Um, I felt like the immaturity was palpable for an adult to still watch it and probably have some fun with it. Um, especially if you have some nostalgia for it or you're taking your kids to it, right? It'd be a fun show for you to see with your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think it still was well for me this one is way more focused on sonic rather than the other characters like the people uh which i know some people have complained about a little bit i actually really liked it i thought it had some fun adventure elements and stuff um i really enjoyed it i thought it was great uh what did you think about the overall storyline gave as far as just like evaluating it as a storyline not necessarily as like we're watching sonic or we have nostalgia if you take away all of that and you just evaluate the movie on its you know as just a movie um how do you think it holds up i, I well as someone who didn't have much nostalgia behind it um mm -hmm. i think it's still just okay for me um okay what makes it okay and not great or not bad? Um, I think it comes down to it's geared for kids, and mm. that hits weird pacing for me. Um, uh, okay, the pacing. Like, specifically, the one that stands out, the dance battle. That whole scene in the, the <laughs> cabin was like, that's yeah. just way too long. <laughs> um, yeah. for, for the moment, for like the, the, the character beats and the plot points it introduced, it was like, this is just stretched out quite a bit. Um, yeah. And I felt like there were a lot of moments like that throughout the film. Um, okay. Now, if you're, like, as a kid, you're like, this is great. Sonic's beating these guys in a dance battle. These Russians. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Which is totally fine. Like, that's the point. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, watching it's it as an adult, I'm going there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing that, weird, that was weird for me, not, I don't know how to explain it. I felt like the camera shots were weird when it was focused on the the animated characters with the live action characters. Um oh. with depending hmm. on okay the one that jumped out to me was when um what's the the second um sheriff in the town? Wade. Oh Wayne? Wayne. Wade. Yeah, Wade. Wade or Wayne. Uh, yes, um when they're in the yeah. garage, him, Sonic and Tails. Mm. There were just some weird like, okay, we're gonna go between Sonic and Tails, um, with Wayne in the middle, and it just I don't know. The shots just mm. looked odd to me. Like the the depth wasn't right. Something was. I don't know that that scene the, that hole in the garage just was off putting, yeah. and I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, 
Other you than know, it felt like I, it was the camera angles. I think I would agree with both of your critiques. Um, the dance battle, I think, is a very obvious one that a lot of people are going to point out. Yeah. It, it's that whole scene of them just, like, in that bar um, is way too long. Absolutely right. Um, I mean, it's you can tell some CGI artists had a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. and and you can tell that it is a it is a fun scene. But it, you're kind of like, all eh, right, this one's like, definitely for on, people a little younger than me. Are yeah. thinking this is the craziest, coolest thing <laughs> ever. This is this is a ten year old's favorite scene. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, mine, it's dragging on a little bit. And then I would actually agree, while I think we can all say that we love the character design of Tails, Knuckles, and Sonic, I absolutely love it. Um, and and it's Sonic is such a great, uh, I would say, poster child for listening to your fan base. <laughs> Especially after uh, the first movie. After the first movie, right? We have this trailer come out, and everybody's like, whoa, Sonic's design does not look right at all. And they're like, you know what? We're going to take that constructive feedback and say, let's fix it. And they fixed it, and it turned out amazing. Uh, And so I I really do like the character design. I've been impressed. Uh, I mean, even with this movie, they, like, changed a, a poster and stuff because of fan feedback. And I think it's a good example of when most of the time, there are certain times where as a creative person, you you need to like stop listening to us fans because we're going to pull you in yeah. 90 million different directions. Can't please right? everyone. You just got to go with and what you feel And you're never going right. to please anyone. And you got to go with what you want to do. And you want to keep your own artistic integrity, you know, yeah. uh, and pull off something great. But there are certain times where you need to take our constructive feedback and go, you know what? The fans were right about this one. Like, they're all universally saying something. Maybe you should listen. And and not just immediately write it off as, ah, they're just fans. They don't understand or, you know, whatever. And I think, for example, the final Star Wars movie if they would have listened to fans a little bit more throughout these processes, I think they would have come up with something better, you know? So I, now fans, I think also have some to blame for that situation as well. So like I said, there's a balance here. Um, but I really like the, the Sonic tails and knuckles design, but I would agree with you. There were a few times when it was CGI characters with, um, non-CGI characters, and I think it's just the nature of, on one hand, Sonic's design is perfect. It's very accurate to how we've seen him before, but it is Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles are so incredibly cartoony when you have them juxtaposed with someone who has no level of cartoon on top of them i think that makes it a little more off-putting someone like is it wade or wayne i don't remember i should look it up (laughs) but um his character right he's just a police officer he looks like a completely normal dude 
when you put him next to Robotnik, Robotnik's such a flamboyant, exaggerated character anyways, right? It, it I think it doesn't feel quite as uh, shocking a juxtaposition. But when you put him next to, like, just your average person that's being, that's supposed to just be kind of like your general average protagonist character, um, there were a couple times where it just felt a little... A little bit like, what is this cartoon doing in the middle of my live-action movie? Um, and I, I think I would agree, maybe with just a little bit different camera angles, or I think it might be also a lighting thing. Yeah. Or if you did the lighting a little different, so it just wasn't quite so exaggerated. I think either of those cases would have been good. I would have appreciated. Um as as a way to maybe lessen the the shock of those juxtapositions. I could totally see that. Yeah, also it's Wade. I just looked it up. Okay, it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got um, you Wade. Got Sorry it. about that. <laughs> um Yeah, like overall I thought it was it was okay. It just not I wasn't the target audience. I wasn't someone who has nostalgia for it, so it was just Yeah. <laughs> Felt. What were, uh, if you were to pick a couple of favorite scenes from the film, were there anything that stood out to you as like that was really cool or that was really well done? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good snowboarding, like chase scene, fight scene. Um, so they threw <laughs> yeah. that and I'm like, this is, this is great. <laughs> and yeah. it's very in the theme of Sonic, so that was also cool. Um, it felt like the game. Like there's games. Yeah. There's definitely things you would you would do that in a game. Like that felt like a Sonic video game. Absolutely. Um, the fact that he uh, loses his coins was also like, oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. Um, what else is there? I thought the after the uh, <laughs> um, after the wedding gets uh, interrupted. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember the bride's name now. Oh no. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, she just goes full on. I'm I'm cutting his head off. Uh, I thought that was yes, hilarious. That was perfect. <laughs> Chasing him down in the golf cart. <laughs> that was great. I was just like, oh, this is this is so funny. Um, really appreciate. Rachel I is her name. I got yeah. you. Yeah, you helped me uh, on the wade. <laughs> um, and I just liked it because you know a lot of times I feel like in these cartoon or um. Let's say the the crit the, the we, when we talked about Godzilla versus Kong, our mm. least favorite parts were anytime the humans were on the screen, right? We're, we're here to see big monkey punch big lizard. Um, yes. So I like with Sonic, it felt like other than Eggman, um, we didn't have much screen time of any of the other characters except for what's his face at the wedding, right? But I yeah, thought the, yeah. I thought all the wedding scenes were like, oh, this is this is fun, and then it tied in in a way that I thought worked okay. Um, I agree. I like, think the human characters in this, compared to a lot of our other TV show mm -hmm. or, or our other, I should say, adaptation, cartoon style adaptations, um, the humans in this are not very annoying at all. I yeah. actually like most of their characters. Which was surprising, um, for me at least, because none of the other shows I've watched recently have done that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually I went to see it with a couple of my uh, friends from campus. Um, mm -hmm. We convinced one to come with us instead of doing homework, and she doesn't like movies. <laughs> um, so it was even more funny. But um, Fletch. 
Nick, uh, he his least favorite part of the film was Eggman. Um, cause his his he, he explained it as Jim Carrey as Eggman is more cartoony than the cartoon characters in the show. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that. Uh, I thought mm. I think Jim Carrey as Eggman was fine. I, I enjoyed his moments a lot because <laughs> um, it's such a Jim Carrey role. Um, yeah, like he. I think. Go ahead. I think Jim Carrey is the perfect Eggman. <laughs> I do too. I think he was absolutely magnificent in the first one, and in this second one, I think he was very, very, very good. Um, I thought he was solid. I think he's the perfect Eggman. I don't know how you would use any other character as Eggman. No. You know, any other actor could pull it off the way he does. Um, I also think it's hilarious yet fitting that Jim Carrey's retiring with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as his last film. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. Eggman. That's my last yeah. role. I'm done. <laughs> That's perfect for him, though, to me. I, I just love it. I love him as Eggman. Um, it works so well. It does. It really does. He plays... A, Eggman is a very exaggerated, wild character. Yeah. And who else He's can do that but Jim Carrey? And Jim Carrey's the perfect actor to play a caricature of someone. Um, for me, standout scenes... Um, I also like that, that snowboarding <laughs> kind of scene. Um, any moment where it felt... Where it looked like the video game. I, I love when... Um, you know, we talk about animation in general. If you're going to animate something, then I want you to do things with that animation that don't work without it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta go a little use over the, the top. medium well. Mm -hmm. Use the medium well. And I think they do a really good job of that throughout the film. Um, even in that dance battle, right? <laughs> Having all of this perfect synchronized dance. I mean, it's just great. Uh, for me, uh, so snowboarding scene, and then all of the moments where it looks like the video game or the cartoon. Now, the cartoon's more anime, so not a lot of it looks like that, but especially like the video games. Um, and this is why I think I loved Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse so much, right? Because there's scenes in that that are animated that make it look like a comic book, Right? I love when movies call back to the original medium that they were derived from. And there's some moments like the snowboarding scene. Uh, if you to compare the first, the opening scene in the first movie where he's like doing the loop-de-loops and all of the ground looks like Sonic's home world from the video games. And, um, and there's the moments also running through the like maze to get to the chaos emerald. The master emerald yep. at the end mm -hmm. there uh that to me felt like the video game you know mm -hmm. uh and, and i like those scenes i really do like those scenes for me i uh, and this is a total nostalgia scene spoilers incoming if you want to turn away when sonic goes supersonic <laughs> and becomes yellow i, I got you're gonna chills. bring that one up I got chills. <laughs> I got so excited when he caught when when you see right all the emeralds are like on the ground and then right before he gets crushed you see them like slip up and go into a circle. 
you're like, I was oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> let's go, because that is straight from the Sonic I drew grew up in that kind of animation. I'm like, and then he gets stomped on. I'm like, please be yellow, please be yellow, please be yellow, please be yellow, and then he was, then he was, and he just smashes everything, <laughs> and. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. It really brought me back. Now, that scene, if I don't have nostalgia, if I don't have nostalgia, that scene probably doesn't give me chills because it's a very typical, like, hero... Saves the day at the end through... Saves the day at the end through becoming way... Yeah, through some sort of power-up or really locking in on his power like you think the hero's down and it's it's the same heroes down and out something provides extra motivation or some new skill or power or something and he wins um and so it's it's nothing unique necessarily even the fact that it's super he goes supersonic <laughs> instead of super saiyan like you know that's pulled straight from dragon ball um but it's still epic to me, as as myself looking at it with nostalgia to see him go supersonic, mm-hmm. uh, so that that for me was was my favorite scene. It just it was perfectly done, and and again another example of a video ad- adaptation. And I'd like to get your thoughts. What do you think about Sonic as a video game adaptation? We've had a rocky road with video adaptations mm-hmm. this one's i mean both of these are over the 50 percent mark on rotten tomatoes like they are fresh on rotten tomatoes they're not you know 90s or something crazy but they're they're in this the upper 60s maybe 70s at certain points depending on how many critics have, have voted in on them yeah uh so they are getting decent critics reviews audience reviews seem to be very strongly in favor um, what do you think of this as a video game adaptation compared to other video game adaptations? Does this one do anything particularly well to you? Um, I think it's hard to compare at times because uh, Sonic has so much history, um, and mm-hmm. other mediums of the within Sonic, like the the, the show that we you grew up watching. The show, yeah, that's um, true. So they have a lot more to pull from, um, mm-hmm. and with there being a more structured story compared to other games um or even shows uh-huh. uh, like shows based off games um i think it lends itself to this pretty well um mm-hmm. especially since the show already has sonic coming into real life like to our world and things happening yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. now i'm i think they did a good job with just small moments making it staying true to the sh- the, the game and the show making mm-hmm. fans happy compared to other video game movies say the uh <laughs> um uncharted i haven't heard i haven't watched it yet but i have not heard anything good um, yeah so i think they did pretty well with that in that regard um mm-hmm. i in the sense that they captured the game moments that people liked um yeah i think they did they did a great job with that that might be easier for sonic in terms of they can throw it in the action scenes or like um mm. similar like how we, we parts of my favorite part of um some of my favorite parts of Amazing Spider-Man were the the, the slow motions where it's obviously he's going into a a, a pose straight from the comic books, or like Spider-Verse uh, yes. added all of the the comic panels and like those mm-hmm. effects where it stays true like 
paying homage to the the medium it came from or the original mm-hmm. material. So I think Sonic does that very well. Yeah. As someone who's not yeah. very familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I think I 100% agree. I think Sonic is a perfect example of what anybody who tries to do a video game adaptation should look at Sonic and use it as the template. Now, not in that all video game adaptations have to be targeted at children. Not at all. But I think you need to, one, know your target audience. Sonic is a children's character. It's in children's video games. Now, a lot of us adults enjoy playing them. We grew up on them. We still enjoy playing a Sonic game. We like platforming games, right? Like, people still enjoy them. Absolutely. But the character itself is made for kids. Uh, It's not The Last of Us, right? (laughs) The Last of Us is not made for children. Okay? And... When I look at a video adaptations, one thing that I think has frustrated me in the past is people have come in and they've lost sight of what makes the game fun. Why do we why do why is there a fan base for this game? For example, the World of Warcraft movie universally pretty much hated. Yep. Uh because it didn't capture what World of Warcraft is. Now, like, to your point, that's not necessarily on the creators of the movie. There's certain games that you can't really replicate the excitement of in the movie. Yep. For example, I'll use World of Warcraft as an example. Why do people like to play World of Warcraft? Because it's a online multiplayer game with a lot of their friends and they enjoy grinding for the best weapons and gear and mounts etc etc you cannot capture that in a movie nope it's not possible can't not not in doing a world of warcraft story now you could do a movie like ready player one which captures more of the fun and the camaraderie with the friends playing a game and has a lot of callbacks to nostalgia and that. Or you could do a movie like Free Guy, which is trying to kind of show some of the excitement of a, an online multiplayer game in a movie. You can do that, but you can't do the World of Warcraft store. Like, it's hard to do that as a movie because you can't make a movie grindy <laughs> and make it enjoyable, you know? Uh, and so Sonic translates well. But there's been other movies that I think could translate really well. Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. But they didn't do it very well. But they lost sight of why do we like Assassin's Creed. Now, they captured parts of it. Mm -hmm. I am somebody who will defend the Assassin's Creed movie against the super haters. It's not not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. I would barely even say it's maybe even a good movie. But it did capture some things. Yeah. The kind of acrobatics and all of that. But what it missed, in my opinion, was some of the, like, sneaking around. Yeah. I also think it needed more combat. Right? Like, that's what people enjoyed about the Assassin's Creed games, was the sneaking around mechanics and the combat mechanics. Yep. The uh, find your, your angle of approach for this assassination. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Which they did not and have in the, the movie. I think they could have. Yeah. But they didn't. They chose not to. And that's what I would recommend anybody adapting a video game. Focus in on what made the game popular. Why do people like the game? And make sure that's a central theme in your movie. The yep. Mortal Kombat movie gonna bring that up. did this pretty well. Now, just that alone isn't going to make your movie Oscar-worthy. <laughs> no. But that shouldn't be your point with most of these video game adaptations. And really, adaptations in general, I think, sometimes this gets lost. We're like, oh, okay, I get the storyline, now let me just put it in a movie. Well, hold on. Why do people love this? Why do people love Sonic? Why do people love Wheel of Time? Let's focus in on those aspects. Now, you also have to put other stuff around it because people like Sonic because it's a, plat a difficult platforming game and they like speedrunning it, right? You can't really put that in a movie, but there's certain moments and certain things about Sonic that are cool. And, and we can have some moments that look like the game and focus in on the fun. Sonic is a fun character. He's supposed to be for kids. He makes little jokes, very cocky, immature. He's a kid, right? Something to relate to for all the 10-year-olds out there. <laughs> That's, that is in the movie. Now, this movie, I think, does a good job of adding some other stuff in there that we can laugh at as adults, right? We can laugh at the wedding scene. Um, we also, I also love the, uh, in the wedding scene, uh, his ringtone is the classic Sonic music. Classic Green Sonic Hills. music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like th those small nods do a lot. Mm -hmm. They do. And those make, that's where you win over a fan base, right? Because let's be honest, with how many bad video game adaptations, I'm looking at you, Doom. Uh, the Halo TV show. We've had over the year the Halo TV show right now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. If you wonder why we haven't been covering that on the podcast, it's because sometimes, as my mother has told me, when you have nothing nice to say, maybe don't say anything at all. That's no. kind of the philosophy we're taking with that one. On that um, note, real quick, yeah, while we're on ahead. the topic, I watched the first two yeah. episodes of the Halo show. Uh, mm hmm. I think it's another great example of, hey, you have these small nods that you do really well. Uh, throughout mm. the first episode, first fight scene was great. Uh, I think the CGI looks great for the, the Covenant and the Spartan armor and all the weapons. Um, yeah. They replicate the, the vehicles very well. Um, like, there's a like you see the Spartans' HUD of their, uh, like their suit. Oh, yeah. And it mm -hmm. has the same reticle as you would see in the games. Yes. That, that kind of looked a little off in the show, but um, I was like, that's a, that's a nice little nod. It was a good nod, yeah. And then the rest of the show was just not good. <laughs> um, so even you you can focus on, the, get those nods that make, like, we loved about Sonic, but without having the right feel for the, like, keeping the um, approach that Sonic did of, like, here's what people loved about Sonic. Here's the, the mm -hmm. aspects of the game they liked, of the, like, staying true to the story. Um, mm-hmm. You, you still need that to make a good adap adaptation. It's not yeah. just, hey, we, we, you're a fan. Uh, we're going to do our own thing, but here's some things you guys <laughs> Here, like. Here, look, I put here's the theme little, like... song. You must like my movie now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, just... And I think it's something that for some reason is is difficult to, to tailor down. And, and also, I think if you're out there and you want to make a video game adaptation, 
pick your video game carefully. Yes. Because you need to pick a game that has something at its core that people love that you can show in a movie. Yep. World of Warcraft is my my top example of that game should have never been adapted the way they were going to try to. No. It, it it doesn't work. Last of Us, I'm very hopeful for the ad- adaptation of Last of Us because I think the Last of Us what is what is the part that we love about that video game or or I shouldn't say we cuz I actually haven't played it. <laughs> but what is the reason fans love that video game? They love it for the story. They love it for the relationships, for the emotions of it. Movies can capture story relationships and emotions very well. And so I think you have a chance in movies or TV show. It's going to be a TV show. So I think it's definitely character development, those kinds of things. Totally a good option for a TV show. Um, You know, a game like Diablo probably shouldn't be adapted, right? If my rule of thumb, I think moving forward is if the video game doesn't have a main character, <laughs> probably not the best option. <laughs> probably not the best option, right? Uh, now, I've, see, I've seen talks of like Call of Duty getting adapted, and I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. We have war movies, which are always going to be better than Call of Duty. <laughs> so you could make a thriller based off of one of the Black Ops storylines. That might work. But honestly, I would just do a thriller and not call it Call of Duty. Like, why? Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to. You can just do a military thriller. That'll work. People love those. You don't need to tie it to Call of Duty. God of War, on the other hand, God of War has a main character. That would be a little easier to adapt, and I think could be adapted pretty well. What are your thoughts? You were, I kind of cut you off there. Um, sorry, what, what movie did you cut out for me a little bit? Um... Oh, I said... God of War there oh. was my example of one that would be pretty good, probably, because, again, main character, story-driven, what do we like? The heartfelt relationship between a father and son, mm-hmm. really cool fight scenes. I think that could work as a movie. I totally agree. Um, I would also push back a bit that, um, uh, not on God of War, on the point before that. <laughs> um, mm. I can see games where they don't have a main character. Um, like say Diablo or uh, even World of Warcraft, um, how okay. they could work, but you're appealing okay. to a different. You're appealing. So I'm, I'm gonna give an example of a game we're both familiar with, Destiny. Okay. I yes, think Destiny absolutely. could have a good show or movie, as long mm-hmm. as they don't focus on the events in game. As long as they go to the lore uh, that is not shown. As you're not doing anything point. with your. Great point. Um, Char- the player character. Um, Absolutely great point. And I would say that's a similar thing about with the Halo show. Um, I think they s- struggled with we're taking this character that is meant to be a um, a stand-in for the player, 
to give you this feeling of you're mm-hmm. an unstoppable war machine, right? Essentially. Yeah. You're saving mm-hmm. the universe, taking out all the bad guys. You're just going to feel awesome. Yeah. You can't translate that kind of insert character, faceless space marine, like stereotype. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. um, from the game to the show. I think Mandalorian did it sure. fine because they had nothing else to base it off of. You're like you're getting just the yeah. character of the person. There's no comparing mm-hmm. to the adaptation or mm-hmm. to the original medium. So yeah. when you pick your game, like you were saying, you got to choose a game that you think will fit the story you want to tell well. And if yes. you're going to try to do something very different than the game, maybe find some aspect of the lore that could work towards what you want instead. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you can definitely do a game without a player character but again you need to focus in on why do people like this game and is that adaptable to the screen right with halo i like playing as master chief because i shoot everything and kill everything and it's great (laughs) exactly not a very compelling movie or tv show but I know I have this big fan base of Halo, and I can understand why you would want to tap into that. Find some other part of the lore. Some other characters. Don't make it about the character I was smashing through everything. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a Doom movie, don't make it about Doom Guy. Yeah. Make it about something else. I think. A, um... And then you might have a chance at, at, at making it work. And like you said... Make sure that what you're adapting can tell the story that you want. Because if you want to tell a different story, don't feel like you have to do it with Halo stamped on top of it. You're welcome to tell a compelling story, but you're going to bring extra criticism on your head for no reason if you start tying yourself to these adaptations, right? If you want to make, I mean, we talked at length about Wheel of Time. By the end, we all just kind of said, this just doesn't feel like Wheel of Time. This feels like some other fantasy that I'm watching. If you wanted to write a fantasy show, you are welcome to write a fantasy show. Just don't call it Wheel of Time unless you're going to do Wheel of Time because you're setting unreasonable expectations for yourself, right? If you're going to do a Destiny 2 show, which there are talks of that Mm -hmm. show in the works because of the whole Sony (laughs) buying Bungie situation uh, for multimedia purposes, don't do the mainline storylines in the games unless you're going to focus on something else. Focus on events and things that were referenced by the games that we haven't seen yet because I've already played through the story of the Halo games. I don't need to see them again. I enjoyed playing through them. Yeah. Do something new and interesting with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a good example, I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but um, a better approach for that, I think it was the uh, Forward Unto Dawn movie they made for Halo, um, mm. where the main characters were cadets in the, or like, mm-hmm. boat lower on the totem pole marines, and you see Chief doing things in the show. He's just a... <laughs> he like he's doing he's kicking alien but you know he's just being chief but you don't have to characterize him other than this war machine that's t- yep. destroying everything in his path Absolutely. which is how the normal people see spartans in the, the universe yes, so that's true mm-hmm. there's ways to do it and i don't 
I, I yeah, I I can't see any other reason of why they would do like take a game, do a completely different kind of story than what you have in the game, um, or any other medium other than you want to attract that fan base. And exactly, I understand and... why they do that, but it also feels just I don't know. It feels kind of like a a cop out. Mm-hmm. It feels a little cheap. It, yeah. It to me, it feels misleading. It's like, well, if you would have just marketed this as a cool sci-fi show, I might have been interested. I would have been interested. I probably would have found it, and maybe I would have liked it. But you marketed this as Halo, or you yep. marketed this as Wheel of Time, and so I come in with a certain expectation that that's what I'm gonna get. And when you don't do that, then you get a bunch of fans angry about changes, which we all agree on this podcast, at least, that changes are absolutely necessary when you adapt something. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the heart and soul of the show, the themes, those need to stay more consistent, I think, moving forward. Yeah, I think... um especially with these uh, adapt I think specifically with game adaptations yes. one of the big hurdles with that matching the fan expectation of what they enjoyed mm-hmm. about it is that yeah. I think it's a there's a much broader for the story being told there's a much broader um element to what people could enjoy um True. Like people could, some people have never watched the Sonic show. They only liked, the, they only played the games. They could yeah. still enjoy the Sonic movie, I think. Yes. Because they, they like those those instances. With a mm-hmm. with um, say Wheel of Time, people have a very certain expectation of this is the story. Um, that's, that's what true. I liked about it. Obviously, there's different parts of the story people could like, etc. Mm-hmm. But um, like with, like with Destiny, for example, my brother read all of the lore. I think up until about a year ago, he knows everything. <laughs> yeah, he would love to see that. Other people mm-hmm. don't care about the lore and only play the game just to grind loot, like World of Warcraft players. Totally fine. Yep, totally fine. But if you're going to be telling a story, you have to know which group you're wanting to target of those expectations, yes. and so it's harder yes. to appeal to all of them. I feel than say other adaptations. That is true, because different people find different things enjoyable. You know, there's certain games, you know, we look at something like Street Fighter. Uh, How many people are playing Street Fighter because of the storyline that's going on? (laughs) Exactly. Like the Mortal Kombat movie. (laughs) Mortal Kombat movie. So you got to focus in on what what do people like about this? and, And if there's some split fan base where you've got some people that play for this, some people that like this. Like, there are people that like the Street Fighter lore, and there are people that like the Mortal Kombat lore, and there's cool lore in there. And that's where I think it's a movie's a great way to bring out some of these other things that are great about a piece of content that, like you said, as a player, maybe you haven't seen before. Because you know what? Those hardcore grinders of Destiny, they, if they saw the lore they probably would really enjoy it. They'd love to hear a no- new story inside of Destiny. Yeah. Don't try and put grinding on the screen. It's not <laughs> going to make anybody happy. We're not going to enjoy watching a character look for loot yeah. <laughs> all movie long, right? <laughs> like, you got you to gotta decide and be careful, like we said. 
about what games you're adapting to make sure you come in with the right expectations of what you're adapting. Yes. And I think more recent video game adaptations have done a pretty good job of this. Absolutely. There's there's definitely some problems. Um, mm -hmm. Like, we we reviewed Mortal Kombat. We both enjoyed it and loved the aspects they put in, but it's still not the best movie. You can still no. judge it based off of that. But yes. um, it's... <laughs> I like how the Sonic movie has very much stayed true to it. We're just going to be... We know we're, like, we're staying in the lane. Of, yes, we're staying we're, in our lane. We're not trying to win an Oscar with this. No. We're trying to be a fun movie. Yeah. And that's okay. That's fine. And I, th I think that's a trend that they're, we're seeing more of. Now, I mm -hmm. think um, the TV shows are trying to more focus on we're going to get a, a story and build a fan base, which I think is totally fine. I think that's more of what a TV show needs to do um, to keep a consistent viewership. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I, I have hope for future adaptations. Or yeah. more hope than I did <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, or more hope than I did even a few months ago when we finished Wheel of Time. I'm oh. like, oh my gosh. Come oh. on, people. Because you look at a show like that, and, and that's a perfect example juxtaposed between Sonic and Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time tried to do things, and got all over the place out of its lane, I feel like, in a lot of ways. And and adaptations continue to keep doing that. I love it when Sonic says, no, Sonic is a character for children. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be colorful, funny, exciting, little bit of adventure. A similar and that's example. what we're going to do. Um, that's what we're going to do. Detective Pikachu. I think that was also a, a, oh, a good adaptation absolutely. that we're just going to be Pokemon. Yeah, we're going to have Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, and that'll make people laugh. Um, yeah. I think it's similar to how Sonic had Idris Elba as Knuckles. Yeah. Was well, there a point? He's getting a TV show, apparently, which is kind of <laughs> sick. That's just hilarious <laughs> to me. So, like, the, the, the kids come, and they're like, oh, that's my favorite character. People come for nostalgia, yeah. and then they also see it's Idris Elba as Knuckles. That's hilarious. Or uh, Jim Carrey, I grew up watching Detective Ace Ventura. Like, yes, you you get uh -huh. more of those. Yeah, so it definitely can be done well, and it's definitely moving in that direction better. And not every great movie has to win an Oscar, right? There, we can all sit here and go, "That was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I had fun." Not every movie needs to put me in an existential crisis where I'm rethinking <laughs> all of my life's choices. I like it when certain movies do that. Like, mm -hmm. that's cool. I love feeling things in movies. But sometimes I just enjoy a fun movie. Yeah. It can be entertaining without being deep or yes. very artistic. It doesn't have to try too hard. Sonic doesn't try too hard. It does what it does, and it does it well. And that's why I loved it. Totally. <laughs> um talking about adaptations uh, mm. i don't know if you saw the trailer but that was the tr my favorite trailer before sonic um across the spider-verse oh <laughs> um I, I, oh boy it apparently just got part one yeah part one it just got delayed to 2023 though so no like within like the past two hours <laughs> Did Pat, oh my gosh, as Apparently, we're recording, yeah. you're breaking news on the Stack <laughs> Shed podcast. Um, oh, but, um, crud. Well, you know what? If they need more time to make that animation perfect, take all the time you need. 
Yeah, um, apparently it was bumped back because they added the Equalizer three to their their schedule at Sony. So I don't I don't know how that changed Spider Verse, but man, we just got to move everything around yeah. for Denzel apparently. <laughs> but um, yeah, I am incredibly hyped for that. Um, loved oh. Spider Spider Verse might be one of my like it's probably my favorite animated film ever. <laughs> Up there, yeah, animated film ever. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's also just a banger of a movie regardless like that is just like a a solid nine out of ten easy um if Uh, not more (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah that was my our friend that we convinced that doesn't watch movies to come with us and watch sonic that was her favorite part of watching the movie was seeing the spider verse trailer Um, yeah spider verse is going to be sick (laughs) um as an adaptation i'm i'm very excited to see definitely we'll uh talk about it on the podcast again oh 100 percent. we'll cover it here uh, our thoughts hopefully it will live up to expectations we've got speaking of i'm just throwing this in here at the end real quick um because i think this might be what we cover next week what uh have you seen the trailer for and what are your thoughts on the northman i love vikings I have seen the trailer. Yes, um, I had chills the whole trailer. I'm like, this is this is my story. I I love this. I'm ready. <laughs> um, I'm incredibly hyped. I am. I'm just ready. If you, oh. you're giving me a, a son getting revenge for his family as a Viking, a Viking revenge oh, story. Oh, I'm ready. Hell, it, just yes. Fully on board. You don't have to say anything else. I don't care who's in it. I don't care who's directing. I'm there don't care well and then they just bring in the powerhouse like we didn't need a powerhouse director and acting team but we got one. Oh yeah i am yeah that's my most hyped movie probably this entire year so far that i've seen um that i can think of that's probably it i am just absolutely pumped incredibly uh, as we're recording this it comes out in like a couple of days here so uh next time you see us i think we're going to be covering that movie in our review of it oh yeah and with that little nugget that little tease loved the trailer go watch it if you haven't <laughs> seen it already soundtrack we'll go ahead itself and... is great <laughs> oh yeah it's just it has the right feel right mm. so we'll talk much more about that next week uh, right here on the Stack Check podcast, please join us uh, to discuss it. But in the meantime, thank you for watching this episode, and let us know down below what you think about Sonic, what you think about it as uh, how we should adapt something. Uh, is it a good video game adaptation? How many of you are down in the comments like me with <laughs> mega Pop-offs. rose-colored glasses and nostalgia? feeling good about seeing sonic on the screen again uh as always please like share subscribe send this to your friends let them let them know that we're out here talking about great movies and we'll see you next week